Hey, I'm Lauren McMullen, and I can't even tell you how excited I am that you're joining me today. All you need to join in on this journey is the willingness to open your mind to new perspectives. This podcast is a place for learning through the experience of listening to other stories, for bringing us together, for being empowered, for acceptance of yourself and others. For the business-minded, the spiritual, the fun-loving, the silly. In other words, you. Come along with me on this path of self-awareness and love. There is no better time than now. So welcome to Soul Radiant Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Soul Radiant Radio. I'm your host, Lauren McMullen, and today I'm pretty excited because we have a super awesome guest. Her name is Ashton Kelly, and she is not only an award-winning wedding photographer, but also a personal brand photographer, which you will notice that, you know, some of these podcast episodes have pictures that she's actually taken. So that's awesome. Um, So she's in Baltimore, Maryland, but also willing to travel. And she uses all of her superpowers for good, guys, because she is also a creative mentor. Um, I like to think that she's kind of like an expansion queen, because she really takes everything in her craft, her photography skills, her social media skills, all of that stuff, and really creates additional trainings, events, um, lots of marketing stuff, and an AKP retreat, which is coming up, a couple of them. So we're going to talk about all of that fun stuff. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Ashton, and welcome. Hi. I am so excited to be here. Super honored that you asked me to be part of this, and I'm really eager to hear all of the other episodes you're recording right now. <laughs> awesome. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. So just for some background for the people who are listening, this is the day before I'm actually releasing this podcast. So it's been so exciting. I've been just for the last two weeks cramming in as many interviews and episode recordings as I can. So it's been like go mode because once I decided I was doing this, I was all in. But yeah, I'm so excited to have you and that you are like willing to jump on here with me and chit chat and talk a little bit more about you. (laughs) Well, I love a good launch, obviously. Um, So I, and I happen to be very partial to 426. So I'm excited (laughs) for that to be your launch day. And, um, you know, clearly you've got some amazing cheerleaders in your court. Yes, I do. I love it. I love it. So I want to give you a chance to kind of tell us who you are I already really told them where you're from, but if you want to tell us kind of who you are and what it is that you do in your business right now. Yeah. So I am Ashton, obviously, as you said, Um, I am from Baltimore. I'm originally from West Virginia and a lot of people don't know that about me just because I've been here for about six years. So originally from West Virginia, grew up in a super, super small town. Um, but I have always just really appreciated relationships. And I think that's because when you are in high school with a class under a hundred people, you tend to know everyone very well. So, um, I've always kind of valued what that brings to the table. And I have definitely carried that even into my professional career as well. Um, 
in not just being a wedding photographer and curating awesome relationships with couples, but with people that I'm helping in our own creative community to build their business or build their brand or kind of figure out what that dream looks like in a five-year scale. Yes. I love that. I, I really love that you have taken your love of photography, your passion there, and then expanded it and turned it into so many other things where you can actually help mentor other people with their photography skills, other creative business owners. I think you've just, you've just kind of put yourself in a really awesome position to be able to help as many people as possible and still really have your number one passion as a part of a career. I just think it's amazing. I want to ask you, how did you kind of get started with like the mentoring side of it? So I know you must've started as a photographer, but how did you kind of transfer into that? Yeah. And it's funny because West Virginia has a huge kind of um, role in all of that being that um, I moved here and I was immediately exposed to a ton of opportunities. There were so many courses, workshops, styled shoots, many, many opportunities happening near Baltimore and DC. I actually attended a Jasmine Star workshop my very first year that I lived here. So looking back at that, I think, wow, like I had access to some fantastic resources. And, you know, in those couple of years, I realized we didn't have that in West Virginia. And it honestly would have allowed so many people, myself included, to thrive quicker if that had been offered there. So it was really on my heart to kind of carry that experience back into West Virginia. And that's what we did. So that's kind of how it started. Um, 2015 and 2016, I started doing in-person one-day workshops, just teaching people how to do manual, you know, mode on their cameras. Nothing <laughs> super snazzy, but we all need that. Um, yeah, that inevitably turned into the AKP retreat, the first one of which we hosted in West Virginia. And now the next one is going to be in Los Angeles. So it's, it has really been like a whirlwind and it has grown so incredibly. Yeah. So how many people did you start with? Like your very first retreat, how many people did you actually have there? The very first retreat I think was 12 attendees. Um, okay. We, we all stayed in a cabin. The funniest part is that we got out there and realized we didn't have Wi-Fi. So between the 12 attendees and I think maybe you know, six or seven of us as like squad members making everything happen the weekend. Um, there was way too many of us to hit the Wi-Fi. So like we were all just on lockdown mode. And so we didn't know it was going to be as much of a, a retreat, I think, as we did until we got there and realized like, oh my gosh, we can't be on Instagram, um, which really <laughs> killed all of my marketing plans too. <laughs> Um, it was amazing and you know, it, it didn't hurt, hurt us at all. We we're still, we're still going. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 13, that's yes. wild. And it's not that you just launch them one every year. It's like this year you have two happening, right? One yes. in Asheville and then one in Los Angeles. It's, I don't know. It's amazing. It blows my mind that you just orchestrate all of this stuff on top of wedding season. Um, yeah. You are in full blown wedding season, are we not? I mean, we are we are wearing a lot of hats. <laughs> I say we, um, just because it, it takes a village, and you know, it's the AKP retreat, but there is always a squad in play, and those people are super super important. Um, and I I would not be here without them, nor would I be being honest if I wasn't 
shedding a little bit of credit to them. So if they're listening, you guys know who you are um, and making not just the future events happen, but everyone who's been part of past events. Yeah, absolutely. And then not only do you have the, that retreat going, you are hosting networking events every Tuesday in Baltimore. Yes. Do you want to tell us about that in case anyone is listening in this close by and they want to join you? Yeah, actually, that would be perfect because the the great thing about the networking events in Baltimore are, well, one, that they are public, uh, they're open to everyone, and they're open to all Maryland creatives, so you don't have to be a photographer, you don't have to pay for a ticket, um, we usually just meet up to, like, co-work, drink coffee or tea, um, you know, we call it sipping tea with AKP it's whatever you want. We have people who bring lunch. It's been anything from picnics to full blown, like renting a room and having a great big space to talk to everyone at once as a panel. Um, so everything kind of alternates. We have usually an evening meeting one week and then an afternoon meeting the next week, just so that it accommodates everybody's schedules because some people are still working their nine to five on top of their creative gigs. So um, if you're listening and you're looking for a tribe, you maybe just want to like meet some new people, uh, add us on Facebook. We are at Sip and Tea with AKP. It's a little private group, but everyone is welcome to join. And then we just post our details in there. So you know where to meet up with us. Yes. Yes. So awesome. I have not yet made it to one, but it is on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my butt up there. Um, just to hang out and see everybody too. It's just so much fun. It's refreshing. Yeah, totally. And it's probably not always the same exact people. I know you probably have some regulars, but you probably have some others that are dropping in here and there just when it fits their schedule and all of that. Absolutely. Um, And sometimes it's seven people. Sometimes it's 25 people. We it's, it is literally different every single week. So you're going to meet somebody new no matter what. That's awesome. And then um, the other thing I know that you have going on are pop-ups photography mini photography pop-ups which are awesome that is what i came to um back in february it was our first one one. yeah first one yes Yes, the very first one and it was so much fun i know that it's kind of evolved since then you've tweaked and moved things around yeah yeah It's, it's, it's just it's kind of like a spontaneous creative outlet um you know, it's myself, it's a partnership with Jess Albin's events. She is just a art installation queen. I, I don't know how else to explain her other than I can just like say something and she knows exactly what was in my head. And I um, <laughs> have never really felt so in sync with someone working, but that makes it amazing. So we do these pop-ups once a month. They are really awesome for just updating your photos in a fun way. If maybe you're a family or a couple, uh, they're really geared toward, you know, people in our creative community, especially because everybody wants those Instagram shots. Everybody wants something really fun and like scroll stopping. So we offer these and they're super affordable. They're also heavily stylized and they're one of a kind. So if you don't hit us up that month, you're not ever going to get it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so much fun and Jess is amazing. Just, I mean, with ours, it was mostly balloons and that kind of stuff and some comfy pillows too, but her balloon installations are crazy amazing. I'm probably gonna have to ask her to be on the podcast and talk about those too, because she is just, I'm watching her work all the time. And of course 
you're always there like photographing it. And I'm like, oh, I just like the best of both worlds with you two. It's an awesome team to get to work with. So if anybody is in the area and can get into one of these, need some updated headshots and that kind of stuff, what a yes. great way to do so. So I know one of your big strengths within your business is social media. Mm -hmm. And I totally want to like dive all up in your head right now <laughs> <laughs> about your social media stuff and kind of like, where did you start, I guess, with your social media? Like, cause we all get on Instagram or Facebook and it's like, oh, we can post the picture here and there, but you have really created such a gorgeous feed and it's, it's just put together so nicely. So tell us some tips. What do we do to make our feed look so pretty? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much because I, when someone tells me that my feed looks curated, I take that as a really great compliment because I think that's really hard and we all kind of strive for that. And there are days where you're like looking at that top nine and you're like, mm, that does not really look <laughs> the way that I want it to. So, you know, a lot of the times we're being really critical of ourselves. So the biggest thing is don't, don't be too critical of yourself and to try to have fun with it. I love social media. Um, I have definitely been a person who has used Instagram since Instagram popped up on your phone. So I'm a photographer. I love yeah. taking pictures that comes very easily to me. So getting in there and taking pictures was never hard for me. And I am also not a person who has archived anything. So fun fact for your listeners, if you really want to do a deep dive, y'all can go back to like <laughs> the very beginnings of my Instagram, when I was not a photographer, didn't have a brand, had no idea that one day it would actually matter what I posted. Um, so, yeah. It's cool because we get to kind of see how it's evolved though. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and it also, it doesn't give off, even as perfect as your feed looks, it doesn't make you look so perfect that you're unapproachable. Um, you're still relatable because we can go back to the beginning. Um, I know my feed looks like a hot mess prior to like starting to actually implement a couple of tips. Like, it's yeah. just, but I'm like, oh, well, that's who I was. It's a part of the journey, right? So let's not hide that. Let's just kind of roll with it. We've evolved. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the, one of the biggest tips I think that I can give to someone who's trying to curate their feed a little bit more is if you're not a photographer, natural light's going to be your friend. Um, you know, and it doesn't always have to be a photographer. It can be someone who's a friend that takes some shots for you. I know a lot of people have dubbed that term Instagram husband, but sometimes <laughs> it can be your Instagram BFF. Um, we recently went on a lifted her look walk, which was hosted by, um, Megan of the bride baton. Mm -hmm. And you know, we talked about how to take better pictures on our phones. And I think that one of the biggest things is you need to be on your Instagram, no matter what your brand is, no matter what you're selling, you need to kind of show up as the person behind that brand, um, and make it a little bit more personal because I think people want to know what you're about just as much as they want to know what your business is about. They want to trust you before they buy something from you. Yeah. So putting your face out there is really going to help your business. My top performing posts are typically me, not my wedding photos. And yeah. that could totally hurt my feelings, but I've learned that people just connect with me and then they want to hire me. It's not because my work isn't amazing or par or 
you know, whatever you imagine that word of success to be when you're defining your work. But um, for me, it's about that connection. And I think that social media is a great way to do that. So a little tip for if you don't have a professional photographer or maybe can't afford someone to come and do headshots or branding shots of you right away is imagine some shots that you want, make a shot list of your own, take someone along with you, set the shot up the way that you want, take it without yourself in it. It's what Jess would call a dry shot. That's just kind of like the non-person shot Mm -hmm. so that they know exactly how you want that framed up and then step into it, have them take a couple of you and then edit it in like a great little app like Afterlight, um, the Visco app. I'm trying to think. Lightroom even has a mobile app now. Yeah. You can create your own presets so everything's really consistent for you. But, um, you know, being able to kind of look at an image and say, this is what I want instead of handing a camera off to somebody can be really helpful. And that might seem super simple, but we just did that at the Lifted Her Look lunch. And I feel like that was such a great little tip for everybody just because they got the shot they actually wanted framed like they actually wanted lit like they actually wanted. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a good tip. I don't think I've ever thought of doing that before. Um, but yeah, I mean, because obviously we know what we want in our head and when you're trying to hand that off to somebody, we don't all have a Jess Albans around to like, just put in, you know, what was in our head out there. So exactly. You're right. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And then, you know, also just defining a style, like, you know, you can be bright and airy, you can be dark and moody, you can have somewhere in between, have your own style, but do that consistently in your feed and work with people who have a similar style to you as well so that you're actually going to show off your work and their work and vice versa. Um, Because, you know, there are so many collaborations out there that could be excellent, but if you're not able to share that because of the aesthetic. It's just kind of a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important, especially for creative business owners, mentors, that kind of stuff. When we are looking for someone to do our headshots, I think it's so important to pick somebody who is totally within your style, like the way Mm -hmm. that they shoot their photos and the colors that are, you know, I think that's so important. And that was something I was definitely paying attention to when I decided I should really get some professional photos done other than these ones that I just went out with a friend and, you know, took in the, (laughs) took in the sunflower field or whatever. But it was like, I need to find the right person so that my brand is really represented. Who I am is actually represented. My personality is represented in this picture. So I think that's a really important tip. It's not just any, I mean, Yes, there are a lot of amazing photographers. They all have their own style. So it's really important to kind of pick who's going to go with your style, I think, the best. Yeah, just mirror mirror someone's energy. You know, if you are looking for something that they exude in their images that you see in yourself, you're looking for someone to mirror that kind of aesthetic in your feed as well. And those relationships will end up working out for you so well because once you find that sweet spot, that sweet photographer – that person that just like fits your brand and you have so much fun working with, you're just going to have an amazing time coming back time and time again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what else was I going to say about your feed? Oh, I know the other day I was like going through your stories because even your stories are just perfect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you didn't see me pop up behind my counter and scream the other day? I did, oh. and it was perfect still because I think in our stories we get to have a little more fun. You know, if, if you have kind of um, a certain layout you're going for in your feed, it's kind of like, well, we need to kind of stay within, um, you know, like mine is a, a photo and then like a post with words, a mm -hmm. photo and then a post with words. Yeah. Um, I think yours is like a picture, big scene or whatever, and then details, right? That's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but in our stories, that's where we get to like play, have fun, really show more of our personalities. I feel like more people are looking at our stories than they are actually scrolling through the feed yeah. these days. That's actually statistically proven. You know, people are spending way more time in, in stories than they are in the feed. Yeah. But even your stories, like you had a, was it a Starbucks cup the other day? And I was like, I sent you a message and I was like, yeah, I thought this was an ad at first. The way Such you a had good it compliment. Up, and I was like, wait, that was Ashton? Hey, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me go back and look at this again. I was like, oh, it's not a Starbucks ad. Right. Ashton being Ashton. Okay. Well, and you know, so many people are saying things, you know, about I, I don't have anything to post or anything like that. And I really treat my stories like a day in the life. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't post everything. And then some days I do. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is just my mood or if I have a lot of stuff going on and I need to disconnect. Um, because I think that's really healthy too, but I'm pretty active on stories. I think if you need to know where I am, that's probably the best place to find me. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love it. Cause again, you could just, sometimes I'm like, we're all getting on there and just rambling. Like mm -hmm. this is a verbal diary, video diary <laughs> to the yes. world. Yeah. What's going on, how we're feeling, whatever. So I'm going to show you guys my soapbox. That. Yeah, exactly. Like, feel free to swipe on through if you want to, but yep. for anybody who actually wants to listen to me, here we go. <laughs> and there's so many cool things that you can do with stories. Is it that you're ever like trying to plan out stories in advance? Do you do anything like that? Or is it all just kind of in the moment for you? So everything is in the moment for me to an extent. Uh, I will say I do at the beginning of the week kind of like to look at my week and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the last couple of weeks have been insane for me and have been very, very easy because I've been at Alt Summit. I was at Style Shoots Across America. I was at Hustle and Hearth Conference. Um, all of those things made it super easy for me to come up with content because it yeah. was right there. Um, so, you know, on a typical week like this, I would look at my schedule and I would say, you know, these are a few days where there's like nothing going on and I'm going to have to actually work a little bit for it or invite people into my life. And so, you know, yesterday that kind of meant showing people that I was working from my laptop around a pile of laundry, mm -hmm. um, versus today is pre Taylor Swift day. So I just have like the most to talk about. Yes. Um, but those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm looking at throughout the week, like what, what kind of things can I improvise on those days that I don't necessarily quote unquote have something going on? Yeah. Um, because I don't want to go silent unless it's a choice. You know, there are plenty of times where I do want to take a couple days off. And then in that case, I might schedule some things. I might highlight some old blogs. Um, I might pre-record some stories, or I might even just say, I'm going to be really disconnected, but I'm going to take these pictures and then I'm going to do like a dump at the end of the day and kind of update people on where I'm at. So it just depends kind of, but I, I love social media. So it's not something that I feel like 
rules me, but I think that's because I so often get ahead of that bus and I say, okay, well, I have plenty of going, things going on this week, so I'm not stressed about it or yeah. vice versa <laughs> and yeah. then make some plans accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I think I, I missed a huge opportunity earlier and I can't believe I didn't even say it. In the introduction, I should have also said Ashton is a super fan of Taylor Swift. <laughs> the, the most I missed that. How did I miss that? Yeah. I think that's how you introduce yourself at like any marketing event I've ever been to with you. Um, I probably intended to say it um, or I'm just in a whirlwind and days of talking about it so much today that I assumed that I did as well. <laughs> huge, huge Taylor Swift fan. So super yeah. excited for Taylor's launch tomorrow. I feel like that means my launch is going to be epic too because she's launched. That has to be like the best omen ever. I think so. I didn't even know she was like launching anything that day when I set my day. So yeah, just worked out that way. Meant to be, meant to be. <laughs> awesome. Do you have um, any tips for other apps that you use for your Instagram feed and for your stories and that kind of stuff? I know you said something about sometimes you pre-plan your stories or yeah. you'll pre-record them. What is it that you're out there using? Yes. So my favorite app to use for scheduling posts uh, is Planoly. And it does allow you to auto post, which is one thing that I really love. So for example, while I was at Style Treats Across America, I did have all of my Instagram posts, AM and PM, just kind of ready to go. They posted without me needing to press a button. Everything in the social media world was going on great. And then I just got to run my stories while I was there, which was really doable. You know, yeah. you take posting off the table and it gets a little bit easier to do the other. So um, the other things that I would suggest are over which is an app to kind of create content and you can use templates you can create some really really amazing things that you can plan out if you do want to take that course of action okay. um and if you don't want to pay for the premium the standard's pretty great and i also know that canva is a highly loved app that is also free so it's yeah. a similar app free and will do the trick just the same yeah awesome i love it because it seems like there are so many apps out there and things. And I mean, before I really got into trying to use my social media as a platform, I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought I knew what social media was about, but actually you need like seven different apps just to have a good looking. Um, well, and especially <laughs> if you're not a photographer, not a graphic designer, you know, you have a smaller budget maybe with that kind of thing because you're just starting your business. These are tools that are really, really amazing, not just for your Instagram, but I know over is really across the board, very flexible with sizing. So you can create banners for Facebook. You can create square ads for in Instagram posts. Um, the possibilities are kind of endless. You can also add your logo in there as well. There are video templates. It's just, it's kind of like a little bit of secret sauce to, to your iPhone or, you know, whatever you're using to create yeah. stuff. Yeah. It sounds like it also sounds like you might get lost for hours inside of these apps. <laughs> yeah. I probably spent way too long making the rank your favorite Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I made that with over. So if you guys saw that, Okay. Now, you know, that's how I made that. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know these tips, where we can go, what we can yeah. do, all the little things. It's so helpful. I wanted to then ask you as well, because I know you just mentioned how 
you have been here, there, and everywhere over the last like month? Have you even been home? Um, no. <laughs> your schedule seems to me like it is pretty hectic. Not maybe not maybe it's like organized chaos, but you're busy a yeah. lot. You're doing a lot in your business, a lot in your life. How do you set time aside for yourself? How are you refilling your own cup, loving yourself, kind of keeping yourself going? Yeah. So that's, um, I, I normally am not as busy as I have been this past month. Um, admittedly took on a lot this month, but that reminded me of all the things that I've changed in the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, that has been so good for me when it comes to being at this boiling point of there's just not much left in the tank. So maybe go home and do laundry. Um, so yeah, the, the biggest things for me, a lot of it has to do with sleep. Um, last year I used an app called sleep cycle to actually sleep train myself as an adult. And I know that sounds really silly, but I had a huge, problem with staying up till like three or four in the morning and I would work, 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 work. And then I would get up at like seven 30 with my husband and I would go right back to work. Um, and I love my job. I am 100% self-proclaimed workaholic. I don't deny it. And I am kind of proud of it at times, but I know that that is a really, really dangerous game to play because sometimes it can feel like you're driving in a car with no brakes. So um, last year I had some health problems Mm -hmm. and I kind of had to come to a full stop and really assess what was going on in my life. Were my health problems happening and causing me more anxiety or was my anxiety causing my health problems? Um, And that was not something I was going to be able to figure out on my own. Um, So the biggest thing was just taking care of myself. And that literally meant going back to the basics and sleep training myself uh, to kind of get eight hours a night. And that sleep cycle app is really cool because it will help you regulate your sleeping, but it will also record you if you like snore and give you reports and like tell you when you're in REM sleep. It's pretty cool. Um, So if you have problems with sleeping, maybe check that out. It was really cool. Um, So sleeping was a major thing for me. Being active was also a major thing for me. I had gained a little bit of weight. I think I hadn't even noticed it really in myself because I was sitting at a computer, you know, 12 hours a day and I felt super active and productive, but I was not getting my 10 K steps a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know that one. (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing on my list was doing something active. And I started with uh, T25, which is, is a beach body program. Yeah. And then I moved on to 80 day obsession, which I also was able to complete. Um, which is and amazing. It, yeah. yeah. Let's take yeah. a minute Thank for you. that one. Cause Thank that's you. not an easy feat. No, it was not. It was not. It was a huge commitment. And when they say 80 day obsession, they truly mean like 80 days in a row plus your rest days. Um, And the coolest part about that though, and looking back was being able to say like, wow, when I got my sleeping in order, when I put my health at the front of everything, I not only had that extra hour a day to get out there and work out and do something for myself. I was not stressed about taking that time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think really developing a workflow is super crucial in self-care. 
yeah, super duper crucial. Absolutely. Um, and I know we have talked a tiny bit before about your human design. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and like, I totally freaked Ashton out by telling her <laughs> a little bit about her own chart. Um, but you being a generator is someone who, when you are lit up by something and it's within alignment for you and your body actually has the energy to do it, you can just go a million miles a minute. Like it's, yeah. it's like turning on, like you're the energizer bunny and you were just go, 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 go. So for what you were explaining there about, oh, but I was working and I was working until three or four in the morning. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what happens. Um, but with, with you talking about exercise and stuff, that is so important for a generator too, because you need to exhaust all of your energy yeah. in the day fall into bed completely exhausted in order to actually get good sleep. If you're going to sleep before you're tired, you're not actually getting rested because your generator, it's literally like a generator, like a motor has not been fully um, exhausted of its energy and it's still running while your body is resting, which means you're not actually getting rest because your body right. is still running. So you have to actually deplete all of your energy every day, get to the end of the day, like fall out into bed, not stay up past the time that you got tired and getting that second wave or whatever. Like that's right. not good either. And then your generator motor kind of like resets and regenerates as you sleep and you wake up again with a full set again, but you are ultimately kind of like living that life as a generator and what you're doing because generators are here to do what they love and love what they do mm -hmm. and to be completely lit up by it. So you are like totally living within what a generator should be. As far as that goes, I would say, which is, is really cool. And I just love to bring human design into everything. So here I am. <laughs> well, and ever since you brought it up to me, I have been very aware of the characteristics of that. So, um, you know, it's not lost on me. That conversation was really, really big for me because one of the things that you said was, um, you know, reactionary, everything kind of comes from my gut and mm -hmm. that's totally true. Um, and while I may have known that about myself, hearing that about myself and being able to apply that in the decisions that I make, um, you know, saying no is self-care. It is. And, and hear me in the back guys saying no is okay. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad guy, but you know, my mom's a nurse and, and we had a conversation over the weekend that kind of came back to this, which is really funny because we're having this interview now. Yeah. And I'm telling her about this and she says, you know, you have all these health issues going on and when you're stressed out, your, your guts are going to be affected by that. And I have not just heard that from her, but so many other creatives who suffer from stress related, um, issues health wise and, we got we to gotta take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And I love that about human design too, because that's what I love to do. Like even just getting face-to-face -face or over the phone or over a session that I'm doing with other business owners, I'm basically teaching them how, how to actually use their energy so that they're not burning themselves out. Yeah. And that is so important in your business. Um, and I think human design is so illuminating on that. I mean, and I just gave you like, itsy bitsy tiny yeah. of it but just enough for you to be like that totally makes sense that's so weird like you 
you're seeing me right now, but you that was 100 me. Like me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's just Are there cameras in my house? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I might be stalking you on Instagram, but I'm yeah. not that stalkerish. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. I just think it's it's such a, a beautiful tool to be able to use, not to label and be like, you can't do this and you can only do that, but to release the feelings of, I have to do all these things because that's what's expected and knowing actually, no, I don't because this is how I'm actually designed to do them. Right. So me just doing what I've always naturally done, because we're born knowing exactly how to live. We're born knowing exactly how to be within this design. And it's, it's our um, society and parents and grandparents, not to any fault of theirs. If they don't know it, they don't know right. it, but we try to tell our kids, you should do this and you should do that. And don't, don't act like this in a certain way. And this is how you should learn and, and that kind of stuff. And it, it actually conditions us away from actually who we were designed to be. So that's what I think is really cool about human design is it teaches you how to kind of roll that conditioning backwards and allowing you to actually be your beautiful, unique self. Yeah. And then you find that energetically things work better. You're not you know, completely burnt out because you're trying to force something that isn't supposed to work that way for you. Right. So I think it's just so cool. And, um, I appreciate you letting me like take a peek at yours because I'm so obsessed with it. <laughs> I, I think it's a really great thing. And I think it's also a really crucial part of even mentoring is yeah. bringing in people who can kind of enlighten you about yourself. I think yeah. we live in a time where people are trying to be more self-aware Yes. and putting more into self-care than ever. Mm -hmm. And that's going to make us better people. And the good thing about this is not only does it make us better people, but if we're better people, then we can be better businesses. And I say this all the time, but the best you serves others best. So, yeah. you know, you have to be able to put yourself in the forefront, figure out who you are, why you make the decisions that you do so that you can mm -hmm. make the best ones for yes. all your clients and yourself. Yes. And we all have specific ways of making decisions, which is also revealed in your human design. So, yeah. And none of it is with your mind, believe it or not. It's all... Apparently all of mine is gut. And I do believe that because yeah. every time someone asks me something, I can like feel it internally. It's either, it's either a, a rising of energy or you'll naturally say, uh-huh. Or it's like a shrinking or a contraction of energy that you feel, or you may even feel your body like a rock backwards when somebody's saying something and the answer is no already, or you're going to say, uh-uh. Yeah. So it's all guttural noises. Or <laughs> like that mm. feeling of, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> and I know like I am a manifesting generator. So I also have that sacral energy to find. Yeah. So you will hear me and I already know I was doing it while you were talking. I was like, mm-hmm, like just <laughs> agreeing or I'm like, really like, yes, that's correct. That's correct. You know, you'll hear me doing it throughout the podcast as well. Um, but I just think it's, it's really cool. And, and to know how to make decisions the way that you should make them best and easily and, and with what's going to be the easiest, the least resistance in your path basically is what yeah. it does. So it's, it's really cool. So yes. in my case, it's putting a little resistance in my path instead of allowing myself to yes. fall into the yes, because I am that people, people pleaser and that mm -hmm. immediate, you know, reaction. So yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. And I love when you were saying, you know, like you can say no. And I feel like I tell my clients all the time saying no is actually saying yes to you. Yeah. You need to look at it in that way then, because you don't like the word no, then say yes to yourself. Um, you know, for, for you as a generator, if somebody's asking you a question and you're feeling that, uh, uh, or you feel it like shrinking back, if you go ahead and do that and try and push through, you're going to feel really burnt out or regretting your decision right away. Um, whereas if you are like, I'm talking to you and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I want to do that. That means that you actually have the energy to take it from whatever the task is from start to finish without burning out. So Mm -hmm. it's a really cool thing to just start to pay attention to, especially if you're a generator, you know, you want to make sure you're paying attention to this. uh Uh-huh. And uh uh-uhs. Um, but yeah, just a little fun fact about that. It is. (laughs) It is. Cause saying yes to anything means saying no to everything else. So yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be really, really careful with those yeses. Yeah. Um, what did I have? Oh, so I wanted to ask you, you have a really cool journal and I I wanted you to tell us about, you know, the journal that you're using. I like to try and have people either provide a journal prompt or tell us something that they do to kind of stay within that self-care aspect of taking care of themselves or any advice that they have about it. So you have a really cool journal and I really loved, you were kind of explaining it to me earlier, but I'm going to let you explain to everybody what it is and how it works. Yeah. So I actually have a couple journals because I am, my love language is writing things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just a big fan of having a notebook to kind of mind purge anything down Um, and then I also have just like a five minute journal, which just prompts you as well. But I feel like everyone kind of has one of those now, but the coolest one that I have that I really love is a one question a day journal that actually goes over the course of five years. So each page has a date. It has five year slots with paragraphs, places that you can write the year and your remark. Mm -hmm. And then every day has a different question prompt. So today the day that we're recording is April 25th. The question is, who is your best friend? Um, this is the first year that I'm using it. So, you know, I'm obviously going to write that down, yeah, jot it yeah. down. And then in five years, you know, we'll see how that changes. And every day's question just kind of hits you in a different way, puts mm-hmm. you in a different way of thinking. Um, you know, this particular question just makes me kind of think about those women in my life who I really, really appreciate who are who have really, really been there for me, um, this year. So, yeah, definitely. Ah, I love it. I just love journaling. I think it is such an empowering tool, honestly. Um, so in every episode, I'm really asking like each guest, like, tell me a journal prompt that you use or you use throughout this journey or that you would recommend somebody who just wants to get started. But I always love seeing what everybody is doing because we're all doing things differently. And so, you know, maybe what works for you will work for someone else listening and what works for me works for somebody else. So I just think it's cool to kind of give those tools out something tangible that they can do as well, other than to just listen (laughs) to the podcast. (laughs) It's so nice to unplug and just kind of write your feelings because those are private things that never really have to be shared, but sometimes just need to be expressed in one way or another. And I find that sometimes my most creative ideas come out of journaling. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I will start writing about something and I'll end up on like 12 topics later and I've created 
a new course I'm going to launch or a new offer I want to have or something else I want to do with my kids or whatever it is. So I think it's, it's a really cool tool to use for that. Yeah. There's, um, a girl on Instagram, Sarah Jane case. She inspires me. She does what she calls 10 minute free journaling. And it's where she just kind of forces herself to write for 10 minutes and it's never with intention. It's just to kind of see what comes out of it. And she always says, you know, every now and then her best ideas come from those. So, you know, sometimes it can just be about really putting yourself to the test and seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean, even without a journal, just take a pad of paper and start writing every possible thought that comes to your head just do a brain dump on paper is uh-huh. I think so therapeutic. Voice kind of helps you. Yes. Voice notes. Voice notes on yes. the road trip. The best. Yes. 100% the best. Oh, so good. Yes. yes. I, I actually do like a lot of meditation with voice notes actually. Cause for me Smart. sitting completely still is not always comfortable. Well, it's not supposed to be, I don't think, um, at first, <laughs> but what I'll do is like when I'm driving, my, my eyes and my brain, my logical side of my brain is focused on driving. And then I'll just turn on my voice notes and just whatever channels through is just said, it could be a million things that don't even make sense. And then I go back later and kind of listen and try and figure out like, all right, what did I bring to you at that point? What did I even mean? Right. Like, what was that? What could that mean? And then it actually almost gives me like journal prompts to go off of. Yep. Like I've just given myself my own journal prompts to figure out. So, so cool. Um, is there any last words of advice or wisdom that you want to share with the listeners? Anything you want to talk about that we did not cover yet? Um, I think that, you know, the end of any good interview is just kind of to empower people. Um, so last piece of advice would just be to put yourself out there and as scary as it is, know that um, you know, you're always going to gravitate toward the people who really get you. Those are your people stick by them. They will stick by you. Um, and don't take social media so seriously. Um, have fun with it. I said that earlier, but truly I mean it. Um, if you're not having fun with it, it's going to show, and then you're just going to end up being frustrated. Social media is a job, but it doesn't have to be a lame one. Yeah. Um, and if you guys are listening and you want help with social media, please DM me questions. I am always, give us all your, um, give us all your links and contact. Go right ahead. Yeah. So Instagram, Ashton Kelly photography, Ashton Kelly spelled K E L L E Y photography. Um, just hit me up there. DM me. I am actually running my Instagram and I do answer all my DMS. So (laughs) I love to make new friends. I mean, that's how we got to be friends. So yeah. Uh, and she is accepting point. Instagram best friends. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, the, one of the best compliments I think I've ever been given was, um, an AKP retreat attendee said, you're just as bubbly as you are in your Instagram stories. And I think yeah. that was like the nicest thing someone could say to me is, you know, in this highlight real versus real world. Yeah. You know, um, I always want to show up and kind of feel the same way that I do as the lunatic in my kitchen dancing to Taylor Swift, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which we love to see on your story. So don't ever stop. And if you tune in, in, you know, two and a half hours real time. So I guess (laughs) just for you, Lauren, (laughs) you will see it to a new song and I'll probably still be be on my highlight. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for taking out 
some time with me today on our pre Taylor Swift day, pre Soul Radio launch. Yeah. Ah, so excited. So first episode goes live tomorrow, real time. Yes. Yes. Multiple awesome. episodes go live tomorrow Ooh, in real time. So big launch. There's a launch party in my Facebook group. I've got prizes I'm giving away, like over $100 in value. I'm so excited. So yeah. Thank you again so much for joining me. I loved having you and yeah, amazing. I'll see you next time then. Yay. All right, listeners, we will talk to you later. Okay, my friends, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around, for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, please go and hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating or a review, and share it with your friends. I'll be eternally grateful.